I'm Michael Lubell, professor of physics at CCNY and one of the uh, project uh, uh, topic directors for OEP. So one brief comment and then a question. The brief comment is that 10 years ago I was part of a study that pointed out that in terms of commercial buildings or retrofits, the biggest problem was going to be the mismatch between the people who occupy the building and the building managers and owners. So that, that, su that subject's been out there for quite a while. The question I have is the following. It's a numbers question. CHP Express, as I understand it, is a gigawatt uh, power line. Uh, Indian Point is twice that size. The city of New York uses 10 times what would be coming down CHP Express. So the question is, how do the numbers work out in this? If you're going to reduce the uh, um, dependence on uh, fossil fuel production, and you're relying on hydropower, and you're not using nuclear, I just don't get it. I mean, distributed production is fine, but I'd like to see numbers, and I haven't seen them yet. If any of you have comments on that. Go ahead. You want to take it? <laughs> uh, we need to diversify. Uh, it can't be just uh, this hydropower. It, that can't be our only savior here. We need to incentivize like Robin talked about, the innovation on particular buildings, on individual buildings. I, to me, I look at 413 acres in the northern part of my district as an opportunity. As Rikers Island closes, uh, I've worked with CUNY uh, law professor Rebecca Bratsby's to estimate that we could put down 100 acres of solar that would be able to replace many of the peaker plants that have opened in the last 20 years. Uh, we need to start thinking about opportunities like that in order to get it done. And uh, we're actually working on, we have a bill that would study how much renewable energy, not just on solar, but on wind, on uh, anaerobic digestion, and all of that, what we could do. Um, so we are uh, looking for those other sources in addition um, to just having that pipeline from, uh, from uh, Quebec or, or, or you know, Canada, as it's been talked about in the past. Yeah, the, the numbers are very uh, scary, actually. Um, when, when you begin to look at uh, and and my, my simple solution to this whole thing is that we need to use less and make more, right? Uh, and we're, we're, we're using less, actually, and I chair the, the Energy Committee for the Building Congress. Our last energy report actually showed flat demand for electricity in the city of New York, even though population growth was up even though we've added you know, tens of millions of square feet of office. The reason for that is we're being more efficient, LED lighting, systems like Nantum. Uh, so that, that's going in the right way. But when we, when we remove a huge amount of production, of generating capacity from the grid without a plan to replace it, that scares me to death. You know, we, we look at the mayor's, the governor's talking today, he'll be talking about 9,000 megawatts of wind-generated power. How do you connect 9,000 new megawatts to the, to the existing grid? Where do you interconnect? How do you interconnect? Where's the real estate that you need to build to ultimately to convert that from DC to AC? Huge issues. We met with NYSERDA yesterday, and, and you know, this was our litany. Boom, 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 boom. Nobody's got an answer to those questions. Those are the questions that need to be asked and answered first before we start taking any, a single electron, a single kilowatt hour, hour off the generating capacity. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Um, I think going in forward as well, which is, is a new layer of analysis, is not just supply and demand, but the grid itself and how it is behaving in all of this and how you can optimize systems to, um, you know, start matching things better. So the, uh, you know, big baseload supply meets some sort of anticipated load here. Like you can't, um, it's harder to plan and forecast um, in that way today. And so it, it does get more complicated and it's more of optimizations um, and it's it's thinking differently about how the grid works and it's more multi-directional. But that, that's what a lot of research is going into right now and it's being tested out, you know, in a lot of ways in the real world too. So there's no official, like we've looked at it for the last 10 years, this is what happens, here's the number, but there's a lot of um, attention being paid to that additional layer of helping solve some of these problems. Just as an anecdote, we when we build three times square, uh, we actually put uh, wind turbines on on, a, on one of the signs. Uh, we actually have the only sign in uh, in Times Square on three times square that is not connected to the grid. It's actually powered by solar, and we got the temporary permit. Uh, from the Department of Buildings, and then about nine months later, Department of Buildings realized, oh my God, we've got these wind turbines spinning around in the literally on the crossroads of the world. Get them off! Uh, and so we we tried back in in one, but we got pulled off. 